We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores. Mr. Benny Ricciardi, what's going on, brother? Yeah, not too much. Um, just trying to figure out the slate right here. We got a Coors game today with a rookie pitcher from Dodgers going up. So, I don't know. It's going to be rough, man. I, I want to fade it. I'm looking for ways to get around it. But I have a feeling I'm going to be in the camp of the high ownership that everybody else is on Coors today. Uh-oh, Benny. Benny. I, I don't like doing it. I, I really don't like doing it. But sometimes it's like... You know, I just have a feeling the Rockies are going to go big today, and it's going to be a it's going to be a rough night. It's a lie. He does like doing it. Don't listen to him, folks. So, uh, we'll get to that. Maybe a little Brock Stewart action going in uh, in Colorado. But first, let's run through the slate. Then Benny, I'll knock him out one by one. Uh, full slate today. We have three day games, uh, twelve night games. If you're uh, playing that all day slate or an early slate, starting at two twenty in. Chicago at Wrigley as the Cubs host the Marlins. Tom Kohler taking on John Lackey there. And then a 340 start in San Diego as Edwin Jackson taking on Junior Guerra and the Brewers. Then we round out the early slate with a 340 start in Arizona as Max Scherzer and the Nats are in town taking on Zach Godley in the Diamondbacks. And then we get to that 
main slate starting at 7 o'clock as uh, Subway Series action in New York as Benny's Yankees and Chad Green taking on Steven Matz and the Mets. And then uh, a few 7.05 starts here in Baltimore is the first one. Texas in town, Cole Hamels and the Rangers taking on Kevin Gaussman and those Orioles. And then we got another 7.05 start here in Philadelphia. Johnny Cueto and the Giants take it on Aaron Nola and the Phils. Uh, move on, we got uh, five seven ten starts tonight, so seven ten a popular time tonight. Uh, in Cleveland, uh, Tyler Duffy and the Twins in town to take on Trevor Bauer and those Indians. Uh, move on to Detroit, the Red Hot Tigers. Uh, Michael Fulmer hosts on Chris Sale and the White Sox. Chris Sale still a White Sox after all that. Uh, Atlanta, we had to seven ten. Uh, Robbie Whalen. And uh, the Braves hosting Jeff Locke and the Pirates. And we move on. Another 7-10 start in Cincinnati is Cody Reed and the Reds taking on Michael Walker and the Cardinals. Uh, one more 7-10 start in Tampa Bay as Jake Odorizzi and the Rays host Edison Volquez and the Royals, who uh, remained in Kansas City after the deadline. 8-10 uh, start in Houston. Colin McHugh taking on Toronto and Marco Estrada. And then we get to that 8-40 start Benny mentioned before in Colorado. Brock Stewart and the Dodgers heading into town to take on Tyler Anderson and those Rockies. Uh, two games left on the slate here. 10-05 start in Los Angeles. Angels host the A's. Kendall Graveman against Jared Weaver. And then we round out the night at 10-10 in Seattle. Isashi Iwakuma hosting the Red Sox and Rick Porcello. All right, Benny, let's jump right in. Let's knock these out because uh, I just got off a plane about a half an hour ago and I'm ready for bed. So <laughs> let's make some magic happen, Benny. All right, 220 start in Chi-Town, Wrigley. Uh, Marlins in town. Tom Kohler against John Lackey. Um, I feel like you want to get some Cubs in the lineup, but just an, an ugly feeling game, Benny. Yeah, you know, I'm not a big John Lackey fan either. So I actually don't mind bats from either side of this game. Uh, you want the lefties against Lackey, so <clears throat> guy like D. Gordon leading off makes some sense. Christian Yelich makes a little sense. You know, Stanton's been actually hitting right-handers okay uh, since the start of last season. His Wolb is over 350. His ISO score is huge, as you would expect from a home run hitter. But I think the Cubs are the way to go here. I like Fowler leading off. I like Brian. I like Rizzo. Um, Zobrist hit cleanup yesterday, which was kind of surprising i like him a little more against left-handed pitching but if he's hitting cleanup playing second base i think we got to look at him as well you know Contreras, the catcher is still pretty cheap on a lot of sites so he's a guy that makes sense in the middle of that order so i like all the cubs and i i don't hate the lefties on the marlins here but i'm probably staying away from the pitching yeah i feel similarly Kohler uh, not very good against right-handed hitters either wilson Contreras, 2900 another uh Yep. A name that you mentioned that I will echo there as well. All right, Benny, moving on. 340 start in San Diego is the Brewers in town. Junior Garrett taking on Edwin Jackson and those Padres. Is uh, is there any sneaky pitching value in this game, Benny? Yeah, I like uh, Junior Garrett a lot, actually. he's You look at his numbers for the year. I mean, his ERA is below three. It's like a 2-9. His whip is not much over one. Um, not a huge strikeout guy, so for fantasy, he kind of flies under the radar. But if he keeps going out there and shutting down teams and going seven innings, he's getting you enough points that it doesn't matter if he's not a big strikeout guy. It's it's a little riskier. You like the strikeout. <clears throat> Excuse me. You like the strikeout guys because it gives you a better, a safer floor. But um, again, I mean, if the guy's been pitching that well, I really think you you know you still want to include him. So I like him. I'm kind of staying away from the San Diego bats here. And then Edwin Jackson hasn't been a good pitcher in years, so 
I think you can look at some of these guys on Milwaukee. I know they're usually better against left-handed pitching, but, you know, Braun's not horrible against righties. Valar and Jeanette at the top of the order can both hit for you. So I wouldn't mind a little bit of exposure to some of the guys at the top of the Milwaukee order today. Yeah, I actually agree with everything you said there, Edwin Jackson. Just stay away always. I don't care if he looks good for a couple starts. He's Edwin Jackson and uh, yep. uh, Guerra. Uh, a little bit of value there. 8500 a little high on the price point. But if you're playing that early slate, probably the best value play on the board there. All right, 340 start as well in Arizona as Zach Godley and the Dimebacks hosting Max Scherzer and the Nats. Uh, Scherzer, the top-priced pitcher on the board today at 11-6. Are you getting Scherzer in your lineup, and are there there any bats in this game you're targeting as well? Yeah, I think this game is completely the Nationals is all you're looking at here. If you can afford Scherzer, you're never going to get me to argue against that. I mean, the guy's an absolute stud. Um, Let's see. I I honestly don't know if I'll have him in my lineups because I don't know if I'm going to play the early slate anyway. If I was playing the early slate, it'd probably be the early only slate. And if you're playing cash, I don't see how you don't use Scherzer. If you want to try to go away from him in a tournament, I think that's a, a pretty good strategy if you're playing the early slate. But, again, you're not doing it because you think he's going to have a bad game. You're just doing it because everybody else is going to own him. And if you want to win a tournament, you got to go You know, you know, got to go off the board. Um, as far as bats, I like Trey Turner, especially if he keeps leading off. Uh, I like the lefties here. So Bryce Harper, even though he's been ice cold over the last month and a half. Uh, Daniel Murphy I like a lot. He'd be somebody I'd have some exposure to. You know, outside of that, that's probably it, though. I mean, if you want to throw, like, a Jason Worth or an Anthony Rendon who's been hot in there for a stack, or if you want to use <clears throat> Wilson Ramos as your catcher, I'm okay with it. But really, I like the lefties, and I like Trey Turner, um, you know, as long as he keeps leading off. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Harper has gotten so cheap now. Uh, actually, not cheap. Harper, 4300 so no. that's too much. That's too much. Yeah, he, uh, he just hasn't been hitting. It's, it's like, crazy. You know. It's crazy. I know. He's been very frustrating now, especially in a, a season long. Um, but that's the beauty of FanDuel is you don't have to keep the guy's carcass on your team all season long uh, when you paid 60 something dollars for him in an auction. So <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, you sound a little bitter. I don't know. I don't know what you're no, but I agree. I think, uh, I think you're dead on here. And I do think that um, – it could be a spot that, you know, obviously in tournaments, uh, not as much in cash games, but to uh, to fade Scherzer, uh, obviously in Arizona, a tough park to pitch in. Um, so, you know, maybe there's some potential there, but but I agree uh, across the board there. All right, 7 o'clock start. Let's get to that main slate as we start with a Subway Series. Your boys, the, uh, the kings of the trade deadline, the New York Yankees hosting at the Mets. Steven Matt's taking on Chad Green. Uh, can you even focus on the now, Benny? You're just so excited for the uh, the influx of new prospects in Yankee well, land. I, I think they did the right thing. I think they, you know, realized that you're not winning the World Series this year. You got a guy in an expiring contract with Carlos Beltran who had some worth. You had some of those pitchers in the back end of the bullpen that people wanted. So, you know what? Get rid of them. Bring some guys in and build for the future. I mean, I we had talked about this about a month ago where I said, you know, I'm hoping that's what they wind up doing. So... I'm actually pretty glad that they were. Now, as far as fantasy value goes, it's obviously going to make them weaker for the second half of the season. I like Steven Matz here. I think he's actually one of my favorite pitchers that's on the mound. Yankees do not hit left-handed pitching all that well. They don't have a lot of big right-handed bats. The guy who was doing the best against lefties had been Beltran, and they just got rid of him. So, 
you got to think that the rest of the lineup is, you know, even weaker now that he's gone. And then on the Mets side of it, <clears throat> I got to be honest. I mean, I think they're going to score some runs on Chad Green. But, I mean, who do you really want to take on this Mets team right now? You know, this lineup is not looking all that strong, especially without Cespedes right now. I mean, I guess you can look at Granderson, you know, Jay Bruce, who they just brought over. But, I mean, outside of that, I mean, James Loney. James Loney's probably my third favorite bat on this team, and, and, and that kind of speaks volumes. Yeah, the, the Mets lineup is atrocious. Jay Bruce at 3,800, that's fine against the righty. Green has struggled against lefties, but um, I'm with you. It's just you don't feel good about anyone in this Mets lineup right now, really anything across the board. So uh, this game just feels like a stay away for me, mostly across the board. I don't hate Mets, but um, not a lot to be excited about. All right, 705 start in Baltimore, Texas in town. Cole Hamels on the hill taking on. Kevin Gaussman, the Rangers, uh, uh, influx of talent as well over the trade deadline. Uh, how are you kind of leaning this one, Ben? A couple of solid pitchers in this one. Yeah, I think, you know, most of the time when you think about the Rangers and the Orioles, I think people would think this is going to be a high-scoring game. But I don't know here. I mean, Gaussman's been pretty good. He's got strikeout upside. You know, again, I mean, this this Rangers lineup from top to bottom right now, I mean, there's not an easy out in this lineup. You know, you got... Seven, eight, nine hitters of uh, Nomar Mazzara, Mitch Moreland, Elvis Andrews, which are probably better than the seven, eight, nine hitters on just about any other team in the league here. So I don't think I can use Galsman. And then I, I actually don't hate Hamels. I think I actually have Hamels in the couple early rosters here. He's been really good lately. This Baltimore team does have a lot of guys with power. You know, you worry about Trumbo against the lefty. You know, you worry a little bit about Machado against the lefty. But, you know, like Jonathan Scope and, and um, you know, hits uh, right-handed pitching better. Chris Davis hits right-handed pitching better. So the bottom of the order is a little bit weak here. So I think if Hamels can manage not to, you know, get beat up by the guys like Machado and, and Trumbo in the middle of that order, you know, he could have another good game here. He's a little expensive, but like I said, I kind of like him. So I'm off of most of the Baltimore bets. If you wanted to use Trumbo because he's been so good against lefties with the power upside, or if you wanted to use Machado, I'm not going to be upset about it. I don't think it's something that's a, a total mistake, but I think there are softer spots in the slate. So Benny will not come to your house and yell at you if you do it, but he will be slightly disappointed. That's the impression. But but I, I but I will it. but I will take your money if you do it. So I mean, it's, <laughs> it's either either way, it's up to you. Wow. Icy. I love it. I love it. <laughs> all right, Benny. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, uh, and I, I do agree with a lot of what you said there. And uh, see the trade deadline. How about Jonathan Lucroy having the, uh, the cojones to shoot down a trade and he ends up in Texas. So good for him, bad for Cleveland. Uh, and we'll move on to a 7-5 to start in Philadelphia as uh, the uh, San Francisco Giants in town. Johnny Cueto, one of the uh, stars of last year's trade deadline, taking on Aaron Nola, who's really seemed to struggle after starting off so well. Uh, well where are you kind of looking in this one, Ben? Uh, they played a 13-8 game yesterday. Are you expecting some more runs in this one? You know, I don't think they're going to get – to Cueto, but I mean, they got to bum Gardner yesterday. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that this, I think that this Phillies team does better against left-handed pitching, which is why they were able to get to bum yesterday. I think Cueto will have a, a little bit of a, a better game today than, um, you know, well, obviously it's not going to be hard to have a better game than bum Gardner had yesterday, but I, I, I kind of like Cueto. So I'm pretty much off the, the Philadelphia bats. 
On the other side of the game, though, like you said, Nola's been struggling. He's a good pitcher. Don't get me wrong. He's a good young pitcher. I would like if he was on my team. But at the same point in time, I don't think he's been great. And the San Francisco offense, if you guys haven't been watching, they got healthy pretty quickly. Hunter Pence back in the order for him. Joe Panic back in the order. You know, so now you look from top to bottom. They traded for Eduardo Nunez. I mean, you got Denard Spann, um, Angel Pagan, Hunter Pence, Buster Posey, Brandon Crawford, Brandon Belt, Joe Panic, Eduardo Nunez. That's eight really solid professional big league hitters in the order. So there's no weak spots in this order anymore. They're not bringing up guys that you never heard of and throwing them in there towards the bottom. So I don't think this is going to be an easy lineup for Nola to get his way through. Now... I think they can score some runs, and I actually will have a stack or two of them in tournaments. As far as cash game goes, there's nobody that really jumps off the page at me, though, as, well, you have to play this guy against Nola. Like I said, Nola's not a scrub. It's not like he's a gas can, although he has you know, been a little bit struggling lately. So I like the idea of stacking up San Francisco and having exposure to him in a tournament. It's tough to do now, though, because like we said, all eight of those guys are solid hitters. So who do you play and who do you leave off, you know? Benny, uh, let me remind everyone, MLB season is in full swing, and that means that Daily Fantasy Baseball is back. Go to FanDuel.com. Building a team is easy. Just pick your team, pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1. Anyone can play. I play. Benny plays. My wife plays. My brother plays. Everyone I know plays. It's so much fun because you don't, like we were talking about before with Bryce Harper, just, you know, this carcass taking up a spot on my, my season-long team. I don't have to worry about that in Vandal. I can look at the price and say, nope, not going to take Harper today, or, or, or I am going to take him depending on the price, and I, and I have that control. And, and it just makes it so much more fun and, and so much less you know, so much more uh, 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 your control instead of, uh, uh, you know, more risk averse. Uh, join over 1 million other users who've already won money. It's never too late to join. You can come play with me and Benny every day over at Vandal.com. Go to Vandal.com and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use my code RWPOD to sign up now. Special offer for new users. Get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $25 deposit. You must sign up for my for my code RWPOD. That's over $60 in value for just $25. Don't forget, use my code RWPOD over at Fandle.com, where every day is a new season. That's Fandle, F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today. All right, Benny, we got five, seven, ten starts. Let's knock them out. Starting in Cleveland, Minnesota in town, Tyler Duffy taking on Trevor Bauer. Uh, kind of a weird matchup here. You, you want any bats against Duffy, and then are you going to risk rolling Bauer out there? I am not touching any pitcher that's going up against this Minnesota team right now. I mean, they are just absolutely on fire. Max Kepler is the best player in baseball <laughs> history in the last, like, five days. I mean, legitimately, this guy has homered in four of his last five plate appearances. I think he has eight straight plate appearances where he reached base safely. You know, he is a guy that hits right-handed pitching pretty well. Woba's over 360. The ISO score is approaching 300 after this run barrage that he's had. Um, and I kind of like the Twins' order now. You know, Dozier's back to leading off instead of hitting cleanup. 
They have him and Maurer up top, who are two guys. You know, Maurer a little more of an on-base percentage guy, but Dozier's a solid a solid option as well. Then you got guys like Kepler, Sano, and Vargas who have some power behind them that have been knocking those guys in. And then, you know, even the guys at the bottom of the order, the Escobars, Rosarios, Suzuki, Santana, you know, they're 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 those pain in the butt hitters that, you know, can can knock a single or a double around here and there and, you know, just kind of extend an inning. So I think it's gonna be a tough one here for Bauer. I don't think he's gonna have a lot of upside. We saw two other pitchers who I think are better than him on Cleveland kind of get lit up in the last two days against this Minnesota team. So I, I like Minnesota more than I like uh Trevor Bauer today. And then Duffy's just not a good pitcher, so I think you can look at some of these bats over on on the Cleveland side. Carlos Santana probably leading off. I always like him when he's leading off. Not your typical leadoff hitter, but again, if he's going to be getting that extra at-bat, he's got home run upside. You know, he's going to get four or five at-bats in this game, so I don't mind him. Kipnis against the righty, always in play. You know, Lindor's okay as well. You can look at guys like uh, Jose Ramirez and Napoli because they're knocking him in, and, and Lonnie Chisholm Hall, so... All the bats, I think, are in play in this game, and I'm staying away from all the pitching. Look at that. Fear the Twins, Benny says. I, I mean, can you argue it? The last it's, two days? It's I mean, they, shocking. You know, I, yeah. I never would have expected to hear those words come out of your mouth. But you're right, Max Kepler is Babe Ruth. Who saw that coming, Benny? All right, <laughs> moving on. 7-10 start in Detroit. We've got a, another uh, AL Central clash. Is, uh, talk about hot. How about those Tigers? What are they, won like 10 straight games or something? Um, hosting the White Sox, Chris Sale, still a White Sox. Uh, taking on Michael Fulmer, who has been a revelation for the Tigers. Are you, uh, are you getting any bats in here, Benny, or is this more a game for the pitchers for you? Uh, it's not a game for the pitcher. I don't like Chris Sale here today. I'm not going to be using Sale. He's going up against a lineup that's completely right-handed, and he struggles more with right-handed bats. And honestly, I just don't think his head's in the game right now. And we got that whole pitching a contact thing. If I'm paying 10K for a guy, I want the strikeouts. I don't want him pitching a contact. And, you know, I, I just, I, don't, I mean, Chris Sale could just not want to be there anymore. And he may come out and just, you know, look like, look as disinterested as we all think he really is after cutting up all those jerseys. So I don't know. But at the same point in time, I don't think I can take Detroit bats against them. I don't, I don't think he's going to get lit up. It's not like he's just a horrible pitcher. So this one to me is kind of stay away on that side. And then Fulmer has kind of come back down to earth a little bit, but he's still pitching pretty well. And the Chicago White Sox lineup is just so weak. So, I mean, if you want to take guys in the White Sox, you go for the lefties, but you know, I just – the White Sox don't put up a lot of runs, and Fulmer's not a bad pitcher either. So, again, on a 15-game slate or a 12-game night slate, I just think they're softer spots. Yeah, I feel very similarly there. Uh, I, I just don't like either side of it that much, especially because, like you said, Sale just hasn't been as dominant lately and, and isn't striking people out that same way. And that Tigers lineup is all right-handed and all uh, white-hot. So, so I agree. This game is a – Kind of a weird one for me. I think I'm staying away as well. All right, seven ten start in Atlanta. Robbie Whalen on the hill, taking on Pittsburgh and Jeff Locke. Uh, not the best offenses uh, to choose from, but you got to get some bats here. Uh, Robbie Whalen, tell me what you think about Robbie Whalen, Ben. I mean, here's basically the way I'm looking at this game. This is going to be a three-two game. You got two pretty weak offenses. You, you got two pretty Done. weak. Lock offenses. it in. Three-two. Yeah. Do they even need to play, Ben? I mean, it's it's two weak offenses that are going up. You know, neither one of these pitchers I expect to have a lot of strikeouts here. I don't expect either one of them to shut down the other offense, really. I think it's just going to be one of those games where you get, like, two pitching lines of, like, 
you know, six innings, six hits, two or three walks, two or three runs, and like two or three strikeouts. You know, both pitchers put up like 15, 20 fantasy points, so nothing to get too excited about. And none of the bats really do much, you know. if I, The bats that I like the best, I like Matt Kemp against, uh, you know, Jeff Locke. You know, remember, Matt Kemp is an, is an Atlanta Brave right now, and he hits left-handed pitching really well. So he's the one guy on the Braves I'd really be looking at. And honestly, this Pittsburgh lineup has just not been producing lately, and the guys that you would want to use are all a little expensive. You know, like maybe maybe I would think about rolling out like a Marte or a Polanco, but if I'm paying up 4K for either one of those guys, there are other guys on other teams in much better spots that I'd rather pay 4K for. So, like I said, maybe a little bit of Kemp here, and other than that, I just think this game is kind of blah. I love that call. 3-2, lock it in. Uh, he didn't give you a winner. He just hit a 3-2 game. So we'll, we'll I have take no it. idea. I, I don't know if either one of these teams can score three runs, but well, whichever you, one look, Matt is Kane, uh, Matt Kemp, three solo shots, and that's how the Braves win. How there about you go. That, that would be that. good for my teams, actually. And you, would, you would have called that dead on. I mean, yeah. it would be a little weird, actually. All right, moving on. 7-10 start in Cincy. St. Louis in town. Michael Walker taking on the lefty. Cody Reed, tell me you're stacking some Cardinals against Reed. Yeah, I mean, just take all the righties against Reed. Yeah. You know, you're going to have all the right-handed bats against Reed. Reed's going to get chased in the fifth inning, and then you're going to have all these bats against the horrible bullpen. So I, I like the, the Cardinal side of it. You know, Waka, I, I can't really use him. I mean, he doesn't – he's still he, – his price actually has come down now that I look at it. 7.3 is pretty cheap. My problem with him is he just normally doesn't get the strikeouts. I know he had a big, like, eight or nine strikeout game last week. And everybody's like, oh, I told you Waka's such a good play. Go ahead and keep playing. If you roll Waka out there every time, yeah, you might get an eight or nine strikeout game every once in a while. But most of the time, he's going to go six or seven innings and strike out four. And you're not going to win anything. So as much as you know, as much as much I think St. Louis is kind of a lock and Waka's probably a lock for the 12-point win bonus, I don't even think I'm going to be rolling him out there all that much on – as far as bats against them, I mean, Joey Votto has been on fire, so I guess you got to look at him. You know, now that they got rid of Jay Bruce, you know, the only other big bat in the lineup is Adam Duvall, who's actually okay against righties. Um, but really, Joey Votto would be the only guy I'd look at against Waka. All right, Benny, one more 7-10 start on the evening. As, as it, again, as 7-10 is the, the time to start games this evening. Uh, all right, in Tampa Bay, Jake Odorizzi and the Rays hosting Edinson. Volquez and the Royals, two guys who were uh, in trade rumors along the time, both ended up staying where they are, at least uh, for now. Um, you getting some bats in against these guys, or do you have faith in one of these two? No, I actually like Odorizzi for tournaments. Do not play this guy in cash because he can get lit up, but he has the strikeout upside for a tournament, and this Kansas City team hasn't really been hitting all that well. I think they also have one of the lowest run totals on the board today. They're only expected to score like three and a quarter runs today, and they're an underdog, like a, a minus 130 underdog, I think. So I really honestly don't hate Odorizzi, and I think his price is a little bit high where he's going to scare some people away. I think you're going to get Odorizzi in tournaments at incredibly low ownership, and I think he does have the upside to you know help you win here. Outside of that, though, I mean, I wouldn't mind taking some bats against Volquez, but there, I, I really would probably look more towards some of the lefties, and I don't really like the lefties that they have on Tampa Bay. The righties on Tampa Bay, you know, Longoria's okay in righty-on-righty situations. The rest of them are much better against left-handed pitching, so there's just no bats that kind of stand out to me on that side. 
Yeah, I have a very, very similar take there. Uh, no bats that really stand out to me too much in either game. I like the Odorizzi call for tournaments, though. Uh, you know, when you're looking at that pricing, uh, he comes in at, where does Odorizzi come in at? 8.7, yeah. 8.7, so it's a little high uh, uh, for cash games, but I think for yep. tournaments that's a perfect price because uh, I think you're going to see him extremely low ownership when you look at the mm -hmm. guys around him. So really a nice upside play against an offense that has been really bad lately as well. All right, Benny, let's move on. 8-10 start in Houston. Toronto in town. Marco Estrada taking on Colin McHugh. Uh, a couple of pitchers who... Uh, I mean, Estrada's been great, and McHugh has had some good outings and some unbelievably bad outings. So which way do you go with this one, Benny? Yeah, I don't like the Houston bats against right-handed pitching. Um, the only one I would look at is Carlos Correa, because to me, he's the one righty that hits righties well on that team. And then if you want to look at guys like Luis Valbuena or, or Colby Rasmus, I guess that's okay, the lefties. But like you said, Estrada's been pretty good. I have no problem going with some of these bats against uh, McHugh, though. McHugh actually has a little bit of a reverse splits thing going on in his recent history. So, you know, guys like Donaldson, Batista, Encarnacion all hit right-handed pitching well and righty-on-righty matchups. You know, really, that's about as far down as I'm looking. I mean, Tulowitzki is a little banged up again, and he's been horrible all season long. You know, <clears throat> Michael Saunders is actually pretty cheap, even though he's kind of cooled off. If he's uh, hitting in the cleanup spot at 3K over on FanDuel, I think I would be willing to look at him as well. He would probably be the fourth guy in my stack after the uh, you know the big three in Batista, Donaldson, and Carnacion. But I actually disagree with Vegas here. I think uh, Toronto's going to put some runs up on McHugh. Oh, I love it when, when Benny gets into it Vegas. I love yeah, it. We have a love-hate relationship, me and Vegas. <laughs> Benny, Vegas, he's calling you out. He said That's you're it. wrong. You're wrong. All right. Well, it would be the first time. Uh, all right, Benny, let's move on um, to that uh, that game we mentioned before. Uh, Brock Stewart starting for the Dodgers. It sounds more like a, uh, I don't know, like a surfer beach bum kind of guy than a. No, you can say it. It sounds like a, it sounds like a poor name. Okay, that too. Yeah. yeah, it does. It does. Brock Stewart going in to take on Tyler Anderson and the Rockies. Start your Rockies, Benny. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the Rockies hit well at home against right-handed pitching. So I like Blackman. I like Cargo. Arenado in righty-on-righty spots is a monster. David uh, Dow has been very good since they called him and moved him up. His price got jacked up, man. Dow is 3700 today, which uh, that's a little bit rich. He's only a couple hundred dollars less than Cargo and Arenado. But, again, the kid's supposed to be that good of a hitter, and he's already had a couple home runs in uh, – you know, very limited at-bats already since his call-up. So I like all those guys. I like the lefties and Arenado going up against Stewart. I don't really like the Dodgers, though. Um, Tyler Anderson is kind of an extreme uh, ground ball pitcher. Gets a lot of ground balls. He may give up a bunch of hits, but I don't think you're going to get the home runs off him. I don't think you're going to get the big hits. And guys that are ground ball pitchers can get double plays to get themselves out of trouble. So I am on the Rockies bats here. I'm not on Tyler Anderson, <clears throat> but I'm also not on the Dodgers. Yeah, and you know what? For 6000 uh, throw him in a tournament. Why not? I mean, Anderson at that price, uh, you know, he has been pretty good as far as it goes. And uh, Oh, yeah, I think he's been really good, actually. I think, he, you know, he looks good on the mound. My only problem is it is Coors Field, yeah. and I just, you know. Yeah, you never want to take a picture there ever, 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 ever. Uh, but as far as it goes, uh, the Dodgers lineup doesn't scare me that much. And, 
you know, it's like it's a Hail Mary play. I don't hate it, but but agree. You don't want to take pictures there. But, yeah, Brock Stewart load up against the porn star. All right, Benny, we got two uh, games left on the slate. 10.05 start in Los Angeles. Kendall Graveman and the A's in town taking on Jared Weaver. A, uh, a battle of soft tossers here. <laughs> Which way are you going with this one, Benny? You know, I, <clears throat> and this is going to sound weird to say, but I have gotten burnt betting against both of these guys all season long. I don't know why. I feel like I just pick them on the days that they go out there and have their really good games, but I don't think either one of these guys is a good pitcher. So theoretically, you should be able to look at all the bats on both sides of this game. You know, obviously for the Angels, Trout is the big one, but, you know, guys like Pujols or Calhoun I don't think are horrible plays. Oakland got rid of some of their pop in that lineup, so... I mean, I guess Chris Davis and Valencia would be the two best. Um, you know, righty on righty, not really too worried about Weaver. But, I mean, like I said, for some reason, I feel like every time I bet against these guys, they go out there and throw just well enough to, you know, to not allow me to win any money. So, I don't know. I don't think either one of them are good pitchers. I don't. I think you can put bats on either side of this game in. But I also wouldn't be shocked if, you know, the bats nor the pitchers wound up <clears throat> being on anybody's winning rosters today. I love it. That is the most anecdotal uh, piece of advice that, that you could get. These pitchers stink, but they always screw me. <clears throat> well, that's. I feel like they do. <laughs> like when you're when you're looking for for like a stack to put against a pitcher, like you'd be like, oh yeah, Weaver's hard, but we should stack up against them. But if he goes out there and goes six innings and only gives up like three runs, like your stack didn't do enough for you to win. You know what I mean? And I, I feel did. like him him and Graveman are both the same way. Like. I'm not afraid that my stack isn't going to get any hits or isn't going to score any runs, but I feel like every time you stack up against these guys expecting to get six or seven runs and winning all the money on a day, you, you wind up disappointed. Like, they'll, get, they'll give up three or four. They may even give up ten hits in six innings to, for those three or four runs, but they don't really, like, let the floodgates open and give up eight or nine runs where your stack has a chance to win a tournament. Like, I feel like that's just kind of – and I think the ball, the ballparks that they pitch in has a lot to do with it. But like I said, for that reason, I just – I don't think you're going to get the winning stack coming out of that game. Very similar last game on the slate. Rick Porcello and the Red Sox in Seattle taking on Isashi Wakuma and the Mariners. Another game where uh, at least uh, on the surface it looks like uh, hard to, to stack in this one. Um, but also not necessarily pitchers you're, you're jumping up and down for, Ben. Yeah, I don't think I would stack, but both of these guys can get um, can give up a home run ball here and there. You know, Purcello a little less. He's more of a ground ball pitcher, but Iwakuma is kind of a ground ball pitcher as well, <clears throat> except I feel like Iwakuma makes a few more mistakes because he tends to give up a couple home runs um, just about every time he goes out there. So I like David Ortiz if you're looking for a home run against a, a right-hander. Um, you know, on the other side, I like uh, Robinson Cano. I think he's probably the best bat. Kyle Seeger in there as well. You know, I, I'm not going to argue with anybody who wants to stack up the Red Sox. Every once in a while, Iwakuma can get blown up. So I don't think that's the horrible play. I just think for the prices, though, I'd rather be looking at one-offs, like maybe taking a David Ortiz or, or a Jackie Bradley Jr., um, you know, Hanley Ramirez, I think, is day-to-day, -day, so just be careful with that. But you, you want the guys that have the home run upside because Iwakuma doesn't give up a lot of hits, but when he does give up a hit, a lot of times he gets hit hard. So I think the guys with the home run upside on, on the Red Sox are the way you want to go. Yeah, I, I totally agree there. Like you said, the one-offs with Ortiz or Bradley, I like those. And um, 
Not a lot of pitching value baked in as well, so I feel very similarly there. Benny, uh, we will be back tomorrow. That's been the Rotowire DFS podcast for uh, Wednesday, August 3rd. Uh, Any preview for tomorrow, Benny? I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I take it a day at a time. So I'll look at tomorrow. I'll look at tomorrow's game after I put my lineups in tonight to get ready to talk about it tomorrow. But I couldn't even tell you who's pitching tomorrow. I have no idea. Well, in looking ahead a little bit, we have the return of Jordan Zimmerman and uh, a guy named Ariel Miranda taking the hill. So everyone get excited for that. Benny and I'll break that down tomorrow. As for today, that is it. It has been the Rotowire. DFS podcast for MLB Wednesday, August 3rd. Benny and I'll be back with you first thing tomorrow morning. So good luck. Go out. Win some money. They're going to kill the love of my life. If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck. Bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines, instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.